Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 307 RPG podcast, very special edition of the 307 RPG uh, podcast, as Zach and myself are joined by the creators of the game, Merkborg, Pele and Johan. Um, they are joining us to talk about a, a new book that's coming out, and we are super excited to have you both on. Thank you guys so much for joining us from all the way across the sea. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us. Having us. So, Zach, I'm going to throw it to you first because, I mean, I've already raved about the game to both of them, and I figure I'll let you do the chatting because I'm always the one who does all the chatting. So let's let you start because you said you had some very specific questions about this. I mean, I do, obviously. But for those who are listening, um, you have a new book coming out April 12th called Morkborg Heretics. Now, I think it's already out for Kickstarter backers. Yes. Yeah, it's been out for, I don't know, how long? Cup, uh, some of the backers still haven't got the oh. book, of course, but uh, <laughs> most, uh, like 95% of, of everyone, every backer has. And we're all yeah. dealing with uh, so, yeah. supply chain issues right now, but... Yeah, yeah pandemic-related international yeah. shipping hellscape, that's, that's it. And I, I, yeah. I think with, with Heretic, uh, everything happened. That could happen. Yeah, it yeah. Like, but uh, but regardless, yeah, we have a, we have a new book coming. <laughs> that's yeah, called Mark Mark called Heretic, uh, yeah. as well as the GM screen. And well. the GM screen, uh, you can right. still pre-order it. I think you can also buy an edition with Cyborg. You can add it as an add-on to that. Yeah, but that'll that'll get you it. I mean, you will get it later because we ship mm-hmm. it all in the same batch to save shipping costs, but. But there is a pre-order, and I think that even if you pre-order it now, you might still get it before. Like you will, you would won't have to wait that long. So I see a lot of pre-orders if you actually received it. Um, so. Not sure if that's intentional or not, but I mean, that's that's good anyway. So. Perfect. So for those who are interested, uh, you can still pre-order it and get this book. Hopefully soon after it releases, but. Uh, if the two of you wanted to really quickly just kind of pitch Heretic to us real quick, let us uh, let us and the listeners know what the book is going to be about. Sure. So Heretic is kind of like the sequel to another book that we did called called Ferritory. That it's like um like a collection of um, content for the game by mostly by um, like our community. So it's, it's there is a lot of stuff from Pella as well in there. But I think most of the things are from people like surrounding the game. That uh, it's like adventures and monsters and items and all kinds of stuff that you can plug into your game. Um, yeah. Yeah. So but basically, the, yeah, like a booster pack thing. Yeah, and uh, like you mentioned, it's important for us to also give some uh, official stuff, uh, the scenes. So and. Uh, uh, it's almost a tradition now with a generator in yeah. So I think it's a monster generator in the territory and a cult generator in Reddick and some few monsters and an ad- adventure. Yeah. I have to jump in real real quick. As someone who has attempted to buy the territory multiple times, that is a book that is super difficult to get your hands on. Oh, really? 
Yes, it's very difficult. I've tried to purchase uh-huh. it through Free League's website. I've tried to purchase it through Amazon. I think most, I've, I mean, I can get the PDF through Drive Through RPG, but I'm the kind of person who prefers to have books. Yeah, you should have prints. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> the, Feratory is a hard book to buy. It's a very oh, hard damn. book to buy. It I didn't is, know that. If this it's is, if that's yeah. any indication of how this book might be, I suggest people pre-order it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, ha- I have a stash here. I can help you out with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, no idea about that. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's been an, an issue, I guess, uh, ever since Merkborg was released. But it's if, hard to get our, our stuff. It's something else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would take yeah. it as a compliment that the community yes. is rabid sure. for the things that you've produced. Um, the subreddit is rife with people asking where they can get Ferratorian Heretic. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a combination of maybe our publishers underestimating. <laughs> I mean, we do too all the time. It's, it's yeah, just because just, uh, because I think Mark Borg, the core book is what was it? The eight eight printing now, yeah. Eight printing. So, wow. yeah. so maybe it's uh, they can make the publisher should make bigger uh, printings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a do that if you listen free league. <laughs> yeah, okay, free league. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make bigger print runs. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good segue into my next question. How has it been working with Free League? Were they really supportive, especially of like the art layout and how important art is to the books? I mean, it's been good. We we've known Free League for a long time uh, since before we did this, and so I don't know. I mean, it's been very looking for the right word here, like uh, frictionless. I guess like it's, it's never been a single issue really with them and. They are not very involved in the book as well. Um, we do I practically. They, uh, yeah, I think they trust our yeah uh, stuff, and they asked like, "What are you gonna call Merkborg in English?" And I, I, <laughs> I, I told them it's gonna be called the same Merkborg, and they they said okay. And I think that, no, that's a good yeah. Never really. No, there's they've there never been involved really, and I kind of like that actually. So uh, we can ask them for help if we need anything, and they can ask us uh, for. I mean, they help us out, uh, and but we they let us do all the creative stuff, so that's that's nice. And they've never said no to anything that we've su- suggested or done. I I do think it's interesting, Zach and and our co-host Nolan and I talk all the time about the quality of book that Free League produces, uh, be it from the layout, the paper, everything they choose to create their books, including the art. And had I not known that that Merkborg was not a Free League specific product, it feels like it fits seamlessly into their products because the quality of the print, the quality of the paper, the quality of the art, and the even you know the quality of the layout seems very on par with what the rest of uh, the other books that Free League does. Which, in, in our opinion, we've talked quite a bit. Oh, yes, yeah, we yeah, have, have, I have a copy upstairs. Yes, <laughs> um, our opinion is that Free League is producing some of the best quality books. Them and Onyx Path are producing some of the best quality books in the market right now, and I. Like I said, had I not known that Merkborg was not a freely specific product, it fits seamlessly with what they do. Yeah, that, totally. I mean, they have really uh, good artists and layout designers and everything yeah, in there. Uh, I mean, in freely. So, um, and I've, 
I really enjoyed, you know, looking at their books and helping freelancing with them and everything. So, yeah, it kind of it feels like they really know what they're doing and they're 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 good to have around. Uh, and they understand, like, if we want to do something really crazy with the print, they they're not going to say no because they understand how important it is that the print is is good, you know. So it feels good to have them around for that. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, I'm just glad to hear that you have a good working relationship, at least with a publisher, because I'm very excited for this next book, and I'm excited to see what's next. So yeah, I'm yeah, really glad to hear that. They're really good. And I mean, we've worked with both Free League and um, like Exalted Funeral and Games Omnivore, so we're not really like exclusively working with Free League, but we have done for this, these scenes and the core book, and also for uh, Cyborg, we're doing that, so... Like we, we kind of like it depends on the project, I guess. But really, it's been very good with these sort of sort of larger projects. So I'd like to dive into the game itself because we've met a lot of role players through doing this podcast and just talking with people in our community who've never heard of Merkborg before, and which gives us great opportunity to say, "Oh my gosh, you got to hear about this game." Uh, so I'm, I'm really curious, and, and I was kind of asking before. This is a very dark, a very brutal game. And yes, there's some comedy and there's some funny sides of it because there's definitely times where you read the book and you you literally laugh out loud to what you're reading. But it's very dark and very brutal. And I just have to ask, in what kind of fucked up mindset did you have to be in to create a game like this that is so absolutely brutally beautiful? And that's yeah. for both of you. <laughs> I leave that to you, fella. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe I'm fucked up. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I think I live a, like a, yeah, I live a very normal life and have, have a very normal work. But uh, I've always been having a lot of imagination. And I think I need that imagination to go somewhere. And it's uh it's it's hard to open that window so to speak uh at home or <laughs> at work uh so i guess um Merkborg was, was the result of uh, lots of stuff that i wanted to write down i i have i had lots of uh, you know places in my head like the setting of Merkborg, all those places was in my head and I wanted to make a role-playing game out of that and I wrote that very fast because it was in my head from before and uh, yeah so yeah you know I've been standing in a lot of long queues in the city uh, <laughs> and waiting and uh, stuff like that um, and uh, I've been writing the, the classes on, on my phone and, you know, in the notes and uh, to, to um, have something fun to do. And after a while, it grew, uh, it developed into uh, the book. Uh, <laughs> it's very hard to explain. <laughs> this, so it's uh, kind of... Uh... Uh, yeah, like, I've, it's always, a... I, I've always uh, been into, uh, I enjoy, you know, dark movies and uh, like Army of Darkness, but also uh, with a lot of darkness and uh, humor. 
and uh, but also a bit more serious movies like from uh, like movie makers like Andrei Tarkovsky and others. Uh, he, he did the Stalker movie, for example. Uh, so yeah, it's always been a part of me that darkness. But uh, and I, I've always had a lot of humor. So it's yeah, it, that was important. Uh, so we, that the game didn't go, you know, edge lord or something like that. It, that was very important. Did you ever write something and think, ah, that's probably too dark. I shouldn't include that. Yeah, that's my uh, self-published books that no one buys. I like poems <laughs> and stuff Fair like enough. that. <laughs> yeah. So, but but uh, yeah. So and something as I, I keep to myself. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's it's not like uh, psychopath uh, stuff, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. Uh, so. Did you find it to be an artistically fulfilling endeavor to work on Morkborg? Yeah, it was very, very much freedom. And uh, uh, me and Johan agreed on a very early stage that if we're going to make this, this was the second book, actually. Uh, but uh, if we're going to make this book, it is very important that we don't have any limits and we should, uh, you know, do what exact exactly what we want to do and uh, not compromise on an, anything. So it was like uh, being in a band and ha having a rehearsal and uh, doing e exactly the music you want to do, not what anyone else wants. But so uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, we was, never really uh, that, thought that, of very liberating. Yeah, we never really thought about what others would think. Like we we only made it for ourselves in a way. So we never thought like, oh, I wonder if this will work in the market or if this will sell or whatever. So it's, yeah, it was very liberating. I agree there. Yeah. It's more of a problem now. Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> to, you know, because to, you've, because you know, you've already met success. Exclude. Yeah. We, it's more on my mind, at least, that uh, I wonder, I, I can't get away from that feeling uh, or, you know, thought that I wonder if uh, every, the fans are <laughs> gonna like this and yeah you know that feeling is, is there. a different pressure in a way yeah. Yeah, we, we need to deliver something I, I feel like I need to deliver something groundbreaking one more time and uh, but yeah still something that everyone wants so it's it's more difficult now Yon, you did the art in the layout, correct? Yeah, true. That's great. So the art, I mean, again, like we like we talked about earlier, the art is just amazing. So as you flip through the book, it Thank just you. it works so well. And same question on an artistic side: Did you ever create a piece of art and go, "That's just that's just too dark. I can't put that in there." Uh, not for this, actually. I, no, I, I don't know. Um, perhaps sometimes I felt like, "Oh, this is a bit too silly." <laughs> okay. Instead, because uh, I, but no, I I try not to limit myself that much. I mean, just as like Peter said, because we 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 wanted it to have a very like we wanted it to be open and we wanted it to you know be able to do whatever we wanted and we never thought about 
the end product in a way. We just it was very much like a train of thought thing. Like we, or at least when I knew this, uh, I, like I didn't consider what the full thing would be like. I would just do one piece and then the next and then the next and then it would sort of you know uh, be- become the book by itself. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah, the, it was it was like a it was very I don't know. It it wasn't really planned out that much the book, okay. and so we, I just had a lot of fun doing it. Listened to a lot of music and read Pella's you know texts that was brilliant, and tried to figure out what to draw. From, you know the mix of the music and the text, in a way. All right, so yeah. you went you went the music route, and as someone who yeah. has been like I have been listening to Sisters of Mercy at work all morning today, I'm just really curious. When you say you listen to music, both of you, because it seems like death metal plays a lot of heavy influence into this game. Um, what kind of music were you listening to as you were drawing influence for this? Uh, I mean, for me, it was a lot of like doom metal, doom and black metal, death metal, that kind of stuff. Uh, lots of drone as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sun and that kind of thing. A lot of like bong ripper and old school, like old black metal, that kind of stuff. Uh, really a mix of everything, but a lot of heavy and loud and angry music. Did you reach a point where you were too inundated? Did you have to take a break? No, or... no, no. No, I'm still going strong? No, no not at all. <laughs> but I'm very, like, musically uh, influenced when I do, uh, when I work, when I do art and everything. So I try to make, like, a, a playlist for every project that I'm in. So one, one for each Monk Boy book. I have one specifically for Cyborg that is completely different. Um, so, like, I I let that inspire me a lot, and like, I let the music guide the pen in a way. And I know it's the same for you, Pella, too, right? With the music. Yeah, for me, it's the same music you mentioned, but uh, it's uh, I was listening to lots of other music as well, uh, like like. Uh, the band you mentioned, Sister, Sisters of Mercy, and uh, but, uh, if we talk about England, I think Fields of Nephilim. I'm not sure if you've heard about that band. Nope, uh, but I'm going to look them was, up. No, uh, Fields of Nephilim was very important, especially the, their Elysium record. And uh, yeah, some classical music as well when I was writing. Uh, the setting, so uh, I mixed it up a bit. So it's both, uh, you know, Dark Throne, Mayhem, and uh, Ozart. <laughs> uh, That's quite the range. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Mayhem to Mozart, that just covers about yeah. everything in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's 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 dive into the book because there's a lot of things that are being added to, well, I shouldn't say a lot of things, but there are new feats and a couple of new classes that are being added to the game. I'm assuming it's okay to talk about those as I was looking through, as I was looking through this, the one that got me was the skin Vicar. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. The shedding. The shedding. shedding Yeah. 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 That is a, yeah. You just nailed it. That's a fucked up class. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the weirder classes. And it's one of those, uh, it's not third party, but it's 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 from the community. So right, yeah. So we're we're innocent there. <laughs> as I was as I was reading that one, I just was like, "What the fuck is going on?" 
and, and I thought it was really cool. I was like, okay, see, I think this would be kind of, especially the whole where they rip off a chunk of their skin and there's, um, what is it? A, a, a cursed scroll like inside. A scroll this. There, yeah. yeah. And then they can just put it back and they're fine. <laughs> yeah. There's also one you like, you, you tear off a piece of your skin and you it has have it like a whip or something. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's nasty. But uh, yes. I don't know. This is the kind of game where you can play a character that uses its, you know, their skin that way. Uh, that's fun. Yeah. And then we added a bard class. Uh, yeah, the sacrilegious songbird mm-hmm. by Carl uh, Druid, who's a who's a very busy creator for Merkbar stuff and his own stuff as well. But yeah, that's kind of like a bard. Uh, with you can start with different instruments, and I think you're like a. Kind of like a bar that was kicked out of every tavern. Uh, like no one would listen to your music, so you take, you know, you you go out on adventures with the other losers in the parties, and yeah, you can you can use your weapons or your um, uh, your instruments as weapons. Or I think some of the abilities are that you actually play them, but you can also just use them to smash people with. You know, you know yeah, you can always just hit them with the uh, what's it called, the spinal husk. Yeah. <laughs> right? The spinal husk is the one that I was like, oh my gosh. Is it D4 creatures? Their spines just snap like twigs? Yep. Yeah. Including your buddies. I mean, yeah. Yes. Why not? Because that's the kind of game it is. Yeah. So you, the classes, it looks like we're, we're from third party creators. What what parts of the book did, did you guys write? Did, did, were, were part of Pelo, were part of your creations? I think. In Heretic, I, I did the Cult Generator and uh, Borg Beator. It's like a giant centipede that I wanted to include. And there was some, the nurses, whatever they called. Rotten nurses, yeah. Rotten nurses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, an adventure based on and including the, the nurses as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, those four it- things was was it anything else no i think that was before. no i think that's it yeah and then i wrote some curses i think you added a bit to that as well yeah yeah oh so we collaborated on that but yeah i think i included a class and, and some other stuff the monster generator in the the territory scene yeah okay. but, yeah 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 since you brought it up i gotta ask when you write a monster down do you intend for them to be defeated or do you just write something down because you think it's cool and it's not your problem if the players can't beat it yeah uh, i write it down because i think it's cool i, I don't i don't care if it's unbalanced or no. if 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 the characters will die or stuff like that but uh, i think uh, i think you can kill most of the monsters if you're if you really uh, have to yeah, if you yeah if you really have to if, if you're enough of get people or if you're smart enough, yeah. uh, like, like in uh, lots of old school games and uh, early and editions life, of, yeah. of, the, of the big, the big game, I think it's yeah. I mean, the monsters aren't there for the players. I mean, they they exist, they exist for themselves. So they don't, they're not yeah, balanced. And, of course not. And give some, and give some, or um, sparks to the you know, imagination and and the setting as well, more than game balance and stuff like that. That kind of makes sense. The monsters yeah. are real nasty. The monsters are very nasty. 
if if we had to complain about anything when it came to the first Merkborg book and even this one, it's it's some of the use of the fonts. Some of them are a little bit difficult to read. Yeah. You read and it I know. What's that? Uh, it's a, a joke from the core book. Okay. Uh, you read it wrong. You're oh, you read it wrong. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, it, it, there was definitely sometimes, especially in the core book, as I was reading through it, which I love the fact that the core book, number one, is only like 96 pages, and you can truly sit down in an afternoon and read the entire book. That yeah. is so so refreshing versus a three, four, 500 page RPG book that is going to take you a couple weeks to get through, and then you probably forgot what you just read in the beginning, so you have to start over. This, but yeah, I know the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually doing a deep dive into that book on an on our weekend shows. Um, so for us to actually be able to read the book in its entirety, uh, the core book was so was very refreshing. And it's again, it's not so massive that you forgot what you read in the beginning. But where I did get hung up sometimes was the the fonts, the use of the fonts. But I can't imagine any other way is the problem. <laughs> I mean, this book was an experiment and it still is an experiment in a way. And we want to sort of push the limits of what graphic design and typography can be in, in a book. And I know that it's not super readable all the time. I mean, uh, obviously not. But I I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to do both now, to make it both readable and also like this avant-garde, but it's difficult. I don't know. And I'm not sure if this... Maybe the core book should have been more easily readable now that I think about it, but I'm not sure if this is the kind of product that has to be... I don't know, soup, like it, there has to be some sort of uh, range in which you can uh, experiment with typography, you know, and still, I don't know, where, where typography turns into art in a way. You lose some of the readability, but you gain something else, and maybe that can in turn inspire other creators to do their design inspired by that. I don't know, it's like a... It's 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 an art project basically, and it's an art experiment. But I I have heard. I mean, I know that some people find it inaccessible, and I try to amend that in future products. So, we'll we'll see what happens. See, and so I spent fifteen years in the newspaper industry uh, as a writer, as a designer, and you know, of course, the rule for us was no more than three fonts on a page because you're just right. rooters, right? So when I first read this, I'm like, oh, my God, they're breaking all the rules. And then I'm like, but I kind of like it. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so, actually that that's the exact rule that I teach when I, uh, when I when I teach graphic design. I say that no more than three. You have to have like one one for body text, one for headlines. And you can use the same for, you know, secondary body text and maybe something else to spice it up. But right. no more than three. Yeah, and this breaks water. all the rules. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I was like, I wanted to see what would happen if I made a book with over a hundred fonts. Like, what? Like, can it be done? Or can I use Comic Sans in this? Yeah, I can. I mean, why not? Just try everything, and you know, skew and and twist and turn the type typefaces, stuff that you aren't allowed to do. Change the like, dimensions of them and write them sideways and whatever. So, it's a lot of like just to fuck around and see what happens basically and apparently it's kind of worked but also maybe some things didn't but that's the that's the nature of experiments i think so 
I think it's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was fun. I, I got to ask, because we kind of were looking at this and we were talking about it, and Patrick came to the conclusion that it looks like old CD cover art. <laughs> was was that an inspiration, like pulling open an old CD case and pulling out the book with all the track listings? Was that maybe. an inspiration? Yeah, maybe that, actually. I mean, uh, music is a big inspiration, so that could have been it. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an old magazine designer, so that's probably it as, as well, that I designed the books like a magazine or a fanzine uh, instead of like a normal book, so... It's not too too far away, and also like uh, posters for like uh, you know shows and gigs. That's that was a big inspiration as well. Uh, yeah, I definitely got the feel of like the old school DIY uh, DIY. Sorry, um, no, I said it right. DIY DIY. Yeah, uh, punk punk posters and stuff that you would see. Right. Uh, I I got that feel, but yeah, it's when we were flipping through the core rule book, I thought. I, I, I'm not sure when I had that moment, but I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, this is like I grabbed one of my old metal CDs and unfolded the the inner sleeve and was just looking at it that way because, yeah, that's that was exactly what it reminded me of. I mean, or, we did exactly that comes. with with um, uh, with the the, the record pictures and regnants that we did together with it's on the funeral and games on Nevers. That is actually that it's a Mark Borg adventure in the shape of a vinyl album what? that we've made. Yeah, what is, so what is this? <laughs> it's called Putrescence Regnant, and we released it this year, earlier this year, I think, or if it was last year. Oh my year. goodness! But it's yeah, yeah it's, before, it's it's before Christmas. It's a it's a gatefold vinyl album. So like the gatefold is actually a GM screen with the map and everything on the inside, and then in the in the insert is the adventure on eight pages. Uh, oh so, And then you have music music on the album as well. Uh, like, See, and, I, and I'm a vinyl collector, so yeah, same here. <laughs> so of course, it's it's really nice. You have this like it's a um, tra- uh, almost transparent yellow vinyl with like black marbling and everything. It's really cool. So to see if I can find that. Yeah, yeah. check it out. There, I think the seller makes all the funeral. Okay, I will be looking into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, heretic. We and I know we keep steering away from it, and I, I want to try to keep it back yeah. with it. Is um, this is like you said, uh, created a lot from the community. Um, was that in the was that the intent? Did you intend to have a book that came out that was mostly community created with just a splash of some of your work, or was it just you saw so much stuff that you thought we really should put this in a book? The latter, basically. The latter. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. But and this this is like. It's kind of weird because it's not really the third party because we have a third party license that allows anyone to publish anything uh, without us taking a cut at all. And I recommend every every publisher to do the same. But this was another thing. This is really a second party thing because it's it's something it's called the Merkberg Cult, and it was before we made the third party license. We had you know people could send stuff to us. We would make art for it, edit it, graphic design, and everything and then put it up free on our website. And we were basically flooded by stuff. So we never really anticipated that much content. But in the end, we just, I don't know, on popular demand, I guess, we just felt like we had to put this in print somehow because it was so much amazing stuff. And that's how the first scene came to be, the territory. And then Pelle, you added a bunch of like official stuff from you. Yeah. And yeah, 
we just had so much that we had to do another one, basically. So this is that that's the that's how this came to be, in a way. So yeah. how do you make that decision? How do you decide what goes in the book? I mean, because I'd imagine there was quite a bit to, to sort through. Yeah, I think I think the I mean the, for Ferritory that 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 was basically what we had at the that point. And then I think this is what what came after. I mean, this is basically what we what we managed to like lay out and design and edit before other projects came in and took our attention away. Yes. So it's like we still have a giant like queue in our uh, inbox of stuff that we will someday hopefully get to. Uh, but this is what we've had the time to do so far. Yeah, but since the third party license, yeah. there are most of the people are making their own stuff, so it's yeah, it almost felt a bit stressful, but yeah, it did. It feels yeah, but it 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 doesn't feel that way since the third party license. So that was a really good call for many reasons. Pella, do you ever think or worry that some of the stuff that is being created or is steering away from the spirit of Merkborg that or of the game that you created? Do you ever get concerned about some of that stuff? Yeah, but I think we have been very lucky so far because uh, people get the game. I think almost everything that I've seen is uh, in the right spirit and, uh, you know, uh, almost outdoing the stuff no. I've made or <laughs> it's so it's it's really brilliant stuff and we try to uh, you know when we see stuff like when it comes into things that we don't like we are very fast to you know tell the people that like when it comes into uh, yeah sexistic stuff or nudity and other Things haven't had that, that much that, issues, but no, no I, we have been spared. I think I, I haven't no. seen it. I've seen it some few times, but yeah, it's good to hear. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. To, but um, then, um, yeah, lots of other people take care of <laughs> those people, those guys. Yeah. So we, we don't have to do much. That, yeah, we have a really good yeah. community. I think. Yeah, we've, we've managed to gather a good crowd. So. Is that something you both actively try to cultivate or regulate? I know that there's some role-playing game communities that can be exceptionally toxic. Um, and for hearing you say you have a, a good community that's that's uplifting and heartwarming, because I know personally I've stayed away from a lot of online communities because they can or typically are so very toxic. No, we try really hard. I mean, I, I try to be uh, very active, at least in like on like Twitter, Facebook, and Discord, and yeah, I try to log in every day and talk and, you know, uplift people and try to share their stuff. And if there's any issues, we try to deal with it quickly, as quickly as possible and as discreetly as possible. So, but uh, yeah, it's, I, I feel, I mean, for now at least, it feels very good. You know, have a, we have a very good crowd, so um, feels good. So let's, let's go back to the book, because again, we keep yeah. going all over the place. Um, <laughs> We're very, very excited. Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been looking forward to this for two weeks. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's... I, Go ahead, well, Zach. Trying to get back to the book. Uh, 
I have some questions about the the cult generator. Um, I man, I just like to gush for a bit. It's great. In literally a minute, I was able to create a completely unique cult. Uh, yeah. What was it like working on that generator? Were you just typing down stuff, thinking, "Yeah, this is going to be hilarious," or have you been working on this for a while? Like, what was the process of just making all of these charts? to create a cult. I had a lot of ideas about what kind of cults I wanted uh, in the book. And uh, so I think lots of entries in the generator was in my head already. And it, uh, so I just wrote it down and I think we created the, the generator quite fast actually. Like everything we do, it was like, <laughs> Made in a couple of weeks or something like that. That was something that maybe we mentioned the cults in the core book, and uh, but we never talked about them too much. So it was uh, very important to include that generator in the somewhere. So we put it in Reddit, and uh, yeah, I think Johan, you helped out a bit with that one as well, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think I've added a result or two yeah <clears throat> but that's that's yeah, usually how we do yeah when we yeah when we write like we we, we help each other out and add add and, and twist and edit here and there so but yeah the generators are fun and it's usually like like you said it was very fast to do that that's usually the case when we work we just pour out the text or the design goes very quickly. We don't really stop, or at least I don't stop to think too much or like change too much when we do it. Yeah. Very like, I don't know. That's liberating also in a way to work like that. Yeah, just... and it's, it, it's also something of an issue for me at least. If I start with a die 20 table, uh, I can't stop thinking about it until it's done. No. You know, like, <laughs> so it's yeah, yeah. Uh, we, bo uh, we both work the same way there. We both both yeah. equally ma manic in that sense, which is really good. You have you have yeah. to do this now, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the case when we have like an idea, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do this kind of thing? Okay, and then we have to do it that day, and then tomorrow, and then the day after until it's done. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's very good. It's very compatible it, that way. Yeah, and it we often. May uh, it's important to not have you know two tables that you combine or something like that. Uh, it's I don't remember. Is it four four or five tables we had in the cult generator or something like that? Uh, so you get some it. variations. Six there. actually, yeah. yeah. Yep, there's six. Again, six I tables. I made a yeah. I made a cult in under an yeah, yeah. It it should be almost impossible to make the same cult. I did the, the math. There's over yeah. five billion. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, I, I guess that's enough. <laughs> and that's also true in the setting. Those are the numbers. The yeah, <laughs> so that's how I would sell it. Do you want yeah. over five billion unique goals? <laughs> yeah, like, buy this yeah, book. <laughs> buy this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should have had it as a blower on the cover. Yeah. Zach, yeah, is, Zach is always the one who does the math for us. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to the book itself, what is it about or 
is there anything about the book in particular that you're aside from the cult generator that you're particularly proud of or excited to see the players use, I should say. Um, oh, good I mean, there are, oh, that was a weird thinking noise to do with a microphone. Hang on. There is this, um, this NPC, there's a merchant character that I, I like very much uh, by Johnny Cara, I think his name is. It's basically like a wandering, almost undead, I think, merchant that sells magic items from his uh, wagon. But only, it doesn't take payment in coin, only in like parts of your soul. So if you want to buy something, you have to give up something of yourself. Uh, or you can also sell interesting items that you've found and get paid in other people's souls. So it's, it's an interesting little twist, though, like the little mechanic there. And the items are full. They're all, they're all different tables of items, depending on where in the world you'll meet this character. So they're all like regionally flavored, uh, depending on locale. So it's nice. And it has amazing art as well by uh, Joachim Hamner. It's fun to have another artist as well included here. We, uh, uh, we haven't worked that much with external artists, which is why it's fun to when we do that. Yeah, it's very fun. Uh, I really enjoy that. Merchants as well. I think we have a comic in Heretic. That is oh, yeah, that's true. Another, uh, it's included in the Heretic scene, which I really enjoy as well. That was fun. Yeah. And it's, I don't think that's ever been done before. It's a dungeon in the form of a comic. So you read the misadventures of the adventurers going into this dungeon and you have stats and everything to what they encounter. And it's like it's an A2 size. It's huge. And it's, uh, yeah, printed in like spot color, this very vibrant hot pink and yellow and everything. It's, it's brilliant. Um, by Lucas and... Shit, he's Polish. I don't know his name, last name. Kowalczyk, I think. Sorry, Lucas, if you listen to this. But yeah. You'll get really the judgments cool. here. We just accept that we're not going to pronounce anything right. Exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> still feel bad about it. But We often say, I'm so sorry I butchered your name. Yeah. It's fun. We're, we, we usually, I mean, we usually try to, to experiment on formats. Like I mentioned, the vinyl album, and now this, the comic. It's like, it's, it's so fun to see what can you do that isn't a book. I mean, now we're talking about Heretic, which is a book, but it's still, like, we include these kind of things. And we always yeah. try to, like, yeah. You we never stop to think, I, I wonder if this is a good idea or not. We just want to do it, if it's cool. We, you we have, have some miniature... miniature. Kickstarter that yeah, yesterday as well. Miniatures, yeah. yeah. So that's something new as well. And yeah. I know, and yeah. I love painting miniatures, so <laughs> yeah. Damn you, Morkberg. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it is fun. It's fun to see what you can do that isn't uh, just books. Well, do you have do you have something a dream format that's not a book that you'd like to do next? I wonder what that would be. Uh I mean, I have, it's, it's just so difficult. I mean, I have a few formats, but I don't want to talk about it because we've kind of started on them. So. I'm fishing, but, uh, I'm fishing for news. I know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Yes. No. 
nothing yeah. is um, nothing is settled yet, so I can't say. But but there will hopefully come more stuff that isn't that aren't books. We'll see. There might come books as well. Do you see a point where you're like, okay, I'm I'm done with this game. We're gonna shelf it, let the community take care of it, cultivate it, and move on to something else. Yeah, today I felt. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe sometimes. Uh, I, I get that feeling sometimes, but uh, then it comes back to me again. Yeah, but, uh, it's very, it's impossible to quit doing this. It's very fun. But of course, some days it's. You get overwhelmed with, uh, yeah, like this is uh, from the in the beginning when we made the core book, we we were talking about uh, you know only making the core book and then do something else. But uh, so basically, we said, well, we're gonna do this game, release it, and then vanish without a trace, just disappear, yes. yeah, just like that. drop this into yeah. the world, and then. Just be gone. But we, I don't know, we couldn't. We got too good of a response, I guess. So it was too fun for us as well, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it just yeah got more and more ideas. So and more and more like offers to collaborate with other people, which I mean that's my kryptonite. I can't say no to that. Which my my schedule hates me for it. But yeah. Boy, do I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. It's like, oh, I shouldn't, but what the hell? It sounds too exactly. fun. So let's, let's do it. I can squeeze it in. Mm -hmm. yeah. It always seems to me that the busiest people always find the most time. I yeah. know. They're just involved <laughs> in so much stuff. There's always an hour somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I think we can say that we don't want to talk about... <laughs> Anything before we know that it is going oh. to happen. That's uh, so. That's the reason <laughs> why we can't say anything. I think uh, also because that's fair. Uh, uh, we have a lots of. I have lots of projects in my head, but I don't want to promise anything. No, that's just like the pressure thing. Like you don't want to feel like you promised yeah. something before you. And I know, like other. Publishers, they do that. They will say something and then, you know, nothing will happen. So I hate to be in that spot. Uh, yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's a good point. I, I have to ask, how did the two of you meet? The, the role-playing scene in Sweden is, it's not that crowded. Maybe, maybe a couple of hundreds of people or something like that. On, online, yeah. at least, on Facebook and writing on Facebook. And uh, I think it started that I, I was making another book. Or, yeah, I think you, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I presented some idea that I had for another book. It's that has also been printed, but only in Swedish so far. It's a horror game taking place in the northern woods, and I presented something online in a Facebook group. And Johan said, "You know, I really like this idea, and I, I can." Make some illustrations for this, yeah, and we can collaborate on that. And we did that book together, and uh, we we noticed that we work. What was the word used? Frictionless. Frictionless. <laughs> Without friction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and uh, that we are working very fast and that we get things done you know we are not uh, we are doers i think both of us and we we can't stop before it's done and it it will it doesn't take five or six years or something like that we want to get it done very fast and uh, so that's how we met and uh, really enjoyed that first book and uh, I presented the Merkborg game for you and I think I said we were talking about some scene or something uh, I think yeah. in Swedish or... small, small print on demand thing was the idea uh, just in yeah. Swedish but then yeah. somewhere along the line, along the, along the way, we got the idea that oh, maybe we should ask the guys at Free League if they wanted to publish this, make a real book out of it. And that's, I think, that day when we had the meeting with Free League, that was the first time that we two actually met in real life as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, ever since that, we've been doing this thing. It's the fateful day, I guess. Mm. Like three years ago or something. I don't know. Time moves weirdly now. But we released it late 2019. Okay, so uh, for, for backers than... was uh, backers was yeah. November 2019. So I guess we met it was like that year. Yeah, that year. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. It was very fast. We did this book in in a couple of months. The whole thing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we the other book was the year before. For that, or the spring before that, maybe. Yeah. But so it's been a it's been a lot happening these past like four or five years. Uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Feels like yeah. <laughs> been so having like a, mean, this has been like a second job. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, unfortunately, I have to head back to work, so I'm yeah. gonna have to leave the chat. Patrick's going to have some more questions for you. Um. I just want to personally thank you for hopping on and talking to us. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking course, to yeah. you. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, yeah thank you. It's like yeah. 10 o'clock over Thanks. in your time, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Well, this was a good chat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. And yeah. uh, hopefully, we're looking forward to uh, what's coming next. So, uh, thank you for all you've done. Thanks. Yep. Right. See you later, Zach. Head out, Patrick. Yeah, and I know it's getting late for both of you, and I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, I do want to ask, where can people find the book? Is it just on the Free League website? There is a very nice, really interactive Merkborg website that people can go to. Where would they find the book? I guess your friendly local gaming store should have it soonish. Apart from that, I mean, I think Free League is your best bet, but there are a bunch of stores that will pick it up, I hope. Uh, anyway, I have uh, heard that uh, if you, yeah, from Free League's website, you get your stuff very fast. It's not like our Kickstarter or something like that, like six no. months. Uh, uh, you get your stuff very fast if you, if it's available. Yeah, <clears throat> not, not out of print. But you should get the print <laughs> version and not not the PDF, though. That's very important. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like I, I still have not bought the Feratorium PDF because I'm hoping that I can find it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and and that goes right back to the, you know, the idea that the territory is extremely hard to get. And I don't know the quantity, obviously, of how many were printed of heretic or are going to be printed. Oh, and so I would imagine if people want this book, they're going to need to jump on it pretty quick because they're it's just going to be gone soon. Might be but, the case. Yeah. Yeah, it might. But they really will make uh, reprints when they sell out. But yeah, maybe exactly. there are some verse, uh, so it will never, you know, sell out and never be available again. It will always be available, but I think it seems to be a uh, time gap between when they sell out and when they are available again. Like uh, maybe too much time sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And the record is available at Exalted Funeral. I know because I have it sitting in my cart right now. I'm about to buy it. <laughs> okay. Good, good. <laughs> so there's just a, there's not a whole bunch, but there is enough quality stuff out there for this game that people who are interested in it really should take a look at it. And it's not, it's not a $50 book. That's the other thing that we really liked was so many of these books that we see some of the, from the bigger gaming companies, everything is $50. Oh. And, you know, with inflation, with the global pandemic, money just doesn't go as far as it used to. So it's nice to see a book that's not always demanding another $50 bill. And I mean, if I can add, if you're on the fence of this game, you can pretty much play it for free because we have on Merkbrook.com, you have the rules reference sheet, which is basically all the rules that you need, downloadable for free. You have the character generator, dungeon generator, a bunch of adventures just for free. So you don't even need to buy the book, even though we appreciate if you do, but you don't you have need, to. You need to buy the book. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you can play it for free. <laughs> like, you don't have to buy it. You can, you can do that too. But. You can, but buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to regret it. I mean, again, like I said, no. it, was, it was so nice to sit down and in a day, read the entire book. Well, an afternoon, read the entire book. In fact, I think I went back and read, reread several sections because I thought the lore, the world, everything was... I love the fact that the cities were so succinct. It's like, here's enough for you to play. Here's enough to learn about each area that you can play in it and still be creative. And I love yeah. that. I thought that was really well done. Um, I, guys, it's just a great book. And, I, and I'm super excited about this one. I was like super, I was super excited when I was reached out to and asked if I wanted to talk to you both because hell yeah, we want to talk to you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, a little, great, great a little gushing there. I apologize. <laughs> That's right. But it is late where you're at, and I will not keep you any longer. But I do like, before we close out, I would like to give you both a moment just to tell people why they need to buy this book. Oh, okay. If you need a rules light, but like, lore, uh, no, I was about to say lore heavy. This is the worst fucking pitch I've done. If you need a rules light, but heavy everything else came, <laughs> then, you can, then you can play with your friends. You can be up and running in 10 minutes. Uh, and you want to have a game where you constantly fail and die unless you are lucky, then this might be the yeah. game for you. Yeah. You know? and, li and like you mentioned, it, uh, the setting is uh, uh, quite open-ending. Uh, it's enough stuff to you know, set a spark with imagination in your head and uh, start to elaborating on your, on your own and uh, make it your your world uh, without yeah it's not heavy lore stuff no. going on it's uh, it's light in that area as well so that's 
Yeah, you can, like you said, you can pick it up and read it in an afternoon and start playing. And yeah, yeah, you can start. You can read it that afternoon and play that night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, because it strikes me and as I, a game that really uh, should be played at night. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, I, I guess uh, I, I need to mention the the community as well. I think there are. More than uh, it's more than a thousand products out for yeah. the game, well. so you, you will never run out of stuff if you want. There's to constantly creating more stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to join a very creative and welcoming community, you are more than welcome as well. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I can't. I can't thank you both enough for joining us on our, our little show. The book is Heretic, Morkberg Cult Heretic. It is available on Free League's website for pre-order. It's about, uh, I think for US, it's about $20. So I, I highly encourage everybody go and pre-order this book because you're not going to regret it. And if you haven't Bart, if you haven't purchased the original book, you need to do so now. So Pella, Johan, thank you so much for joining us. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's a lot of fun.